Alright, and welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan. I am joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Mia Graviador. And today we are going to be talking about the movie A Christmas Story as we continue our holiday month on Rewind and Reconsider. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and wherever you find your podcasts. And Mia, this is this was your pick. This yes. was one of your childhood favorites as a Christmas movie. So I guess just like, what do you remember liking about it? Where did you first see it? Um, so my mom was the one that told me, I, my mom tells me a lot about movies. The older yeah, movies. I feel like this is always your lead in. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we used to watch this during Christmas, obviously during Christmas time. Um, she would pop us in front of the TV and that's what we would watch. But I just remember watching it and like we as a family would always like quote this movie all the time and it's just... A very classic movie. It's set in the 40s, but I always thought it was an older movie, but it was actually made in 1983. So, um, yeah. So, it's just about a story about a family that's kind of like a kooky, crazy family and their experience during the holidays. It was kind of, It's kind of told like in a flashback kind of way. So, you have the older version of the child in this movie kind of talking about like what his family used to do and there really isn't any plot it's just kind of like how they're getting through christmas and it's just like short little stories basically storylines there's no really overarching theme it's just a fun movie it's a christmas story yeah and like you know there's a lot of iconic scenes and what makes it um so classic and timeless you know with the you always see the um the leg lamp yeah 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 so, what do you remember just really liking about this movie? Like, what drew you to it? Um, I think what I liked about it is the kind of crazy humor where it's just, like, this really, like, weird family that, like, they don't care about what anyone else kind of thinks, and they kind of just do their own thing. And it's just kind of an unconventional family, especially during the 1940s where you all, in, like, it, sort of in the 50s, too, where you have to see the perfect family and they have to do the perfect thing during the holidays. And obviously this family just There's a lot more pressure on that back then. Yeah, very much. And this family just does not abide to any of those rules. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of situations that I would definitely get stuck in even during to this day, like the scene where uh, the kid's grandma buys him a giant bunny suit. And he's like, I don't want to wear it. And his mom's like, you're going to wear it because we need to take pictures so we can show the person that bought it for you. <laughs> so a relatable movie Very relatable. I'm like, damn, that has definitely happened to me. Um, you have to wear it once, okay? <laughs> um, and you have to write them a thank you card. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just, it's just a fun movie. And I think it's, you. once you watch it, like a lot of references will make sense to you. Okay, so given that it's it was made in the 80s, so 40 years ago, Set in a time 40 years before that, do you think it's going to hold up? And do you think, like, do you think it's going to be as good today or be remembered as fondly? Oh, yeah. No, this is a, there's a reason why this movie is always shown either on TV or like, you know, a lot of people watch it as a tradition. So I think it definitely will hold up. All right. Well, I guess we will go find out. And so we're going to go watch a Christmas story. Okay, we're back. We just watched Christmas Story, and before we get into anything that we're going to talk about this movie, Harrison is going to do a 60-second summary, even though he didn't take any notes of this movie, so this is going to be very interesting. Are you ready, Harrison? Uh, I'm more ready than you, because you don't even have your timer pulled up, you so... You know what? 
And if you're wondering why Mia basically screamed at the beginning of the intro, it's because I kept jumping in before she could. And so we're on like take 20 of starting this half of the podcast now, and she's not happy with me. So there is the context for our Christmas Eve Christmas story about a Christmas story. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two. Even though this is turning into a marriage story. (laughs) Three, two, one. All right, so the movie starts out with a kid named Ralphie, and he is in a house with his parents in the 40s, and uh, they, like, are having breakfast, and his little brother's really, really annoying, and then they go to school, and Ralphie has, like, schizophrenic-esque hallucinations about, like, his teacher being a witch, but he really wants a Red Rider BB rifle, which the narrative voice that's, I guess, him as an adult keeps talking about and, like, explaining his inner thoughts, and so then... Ralphie is, like, then one of his friends, like, they go out for recess, and he gets his tongue stuck to a pole, and then Ralphie keeps going through things to try and, uh, like, get the Red Rider BB gun, and eventually beats up the bully that always stops him on the way to school. He also goes and visits Santa, and tries to get it, and Santa kicks him down a slide, and then it turns out he does get it, almost shoots his eye out, and then dogs steal their Christmas dinner, and they go for a racist Chinese food dinner at the end. Ooh, you had five seconds left. That was pretty impressive, that right? That was actually pretty impressive. That was, that was more in-depth than I remembered until I started talking. I was honestly rooting for you to fail, so you've proved All me right, wrong. All right, so I, I actually am the first one to get it right since we instituted the new rule. So what's my prize? You get to live another day. Uh, great. All right. Well, then I guess, I, I guess the penalty for you missing the next 60-second summary is not just, a good one. I just died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is kind of basically your first time watching this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'd seen, like, I think I'd seen the pole scene before where the kid gets his tongue stuck, because, like, that's in a million different, like... The way you said the pole scene did not sound right at first. Yeah, the, the, the stripping scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Surprise, we watched Showgirls instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so what did you think about it? I thought it was okay, honestly. Like, I, I understand why there's nostalgia about this movie. It is, like... A movie that even for its time was tapping into nostalgia for a different time and then it's almost like we get the like kind of like human centipeded nostalgia down because we're nostalgic for a movie from the 80s about living in the 40s or 20s or whenever this was set um and yeah so i feel like basically i'm taking like recycled poop into my mouth (laughs) of nostalgia so you're calling it's like a jj abrams movie so you're calling this movie poop no, it's just like, I mean, like you can see its influence on other Christmas movies. So I feel like I've seen better versions of this movie, basically. This is the Like o- it was okay. This is but, the OG. All right. Well, why do you like it so much then? I just, other than nostalgia. I think I like it because there's no, it's not, it's not like, there's no cohesive plot, really. No, it is very like slice of life vignettes like yeah, yeah and i well they're kind of it the cohesive plot is that he wants a gun but it's just a bunch of stories around christmas involving the same kid and they're chronological but yeah i get what you're saying like all of these stories could have no been one mid- learns anything yeah it's just kind of like this is what happened during christmas and that's it um i like the characters honestly i love just the zany kind of characters that you you probably can relate to a lot or have someone in your family that is kind of relatable to it like I guess kind of, but, like, to be honest, like, 
besides the main family and the like ginger bully from hell uh like none of the characters really stood out to me as like their own like like ralphie's two little friends i genuinely did not know the difference of them between them no, or their one names. of them got their tongue stuck they were wall. brunette friend one and brunette friend two i like the one part where uh so ralphie is helping his dad um change a tire and he's like oh ralphie can you hold these um like bolts and stuff like that and he drops it and he says the f word well fuck we can say fuck he says, fuck. I mean, now you got to bleep it out, so. <laughs> um, so, and then they ask him, like, where did you hear that word? And he's like, oh, one of my friends did. And the mom calls that kid's mom. And then you hear that mom just, like, abuse her oh son over the phone. <laughs> yeah, but it was really funny. <laughs> I don't laugh at child abuse, Mia. I you were laughing with me. Yeah, no, that was honestly one of the funnier scenes in the movie. Because, like, we all had that happen as a kid. You have to blame it on one of your friends. No, I'm not that. Snitches get stitches. But, like... <laughs> Uh, like we've all, you know, like gotten punished for something either we didn't do or punished for something we fault. didn't deserve. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm interested cause like I've never had a little brother or any little sibling. Was the relationship between Ralphie and his brother kind of accurate or? I mean, kind of, but like, I mean, you got to remember like they're so young in this movie. I don't completely remember what my relationship was like with my brothers at that age. Like, like other than bits and pieces, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like mostly accurate. Like your little brother is like, like that's my little brother. So nobody else beats him up, but like also like I hate him <laughs> yeah. and like, that's kind of, I mean, it kind of got that dynamic of it of like, he like begrudgingly would take care of this like whiny screaming child that was constantly following him around and like, that was like tied into like a straight jacket of sweaters. Yes, that was um, my favorite part where the mom puts so many sweaters and he's crying cause he can't put his arms down. Yeah. And then at some point, he gets knocked over into and the snow. And he can't snow. get up can't like get the up. Michelin man. Yeah, he just lays there. Yeah. Okay. So I'm interested because you told me that you were annoyed by the little brother. Yes. Why? I mean, he was constantly, like, I mean, okay, so on one hand, I get, like, true to life, like, yes, small children are very annoying. And so, like, this was accurate in that sense. But this kid, the entire movie, I don't know if they cast him because he just does this, like, ghostly wail constantly. But it was, like, it was driving me nuts within the first five minutes of the movie. And I would have put this child up for adoption if he was mine. Uh, and, like, you know, like, he's just screeching the whole time. He's screeching throughout, like, the breakfast. And then he's screeching while his mom's putting on the jacket. And then he starts crying when he falls over because he has too many jackets on. Like, and it was like I was he was my most hated character in the movie by far and then like the whole scene where like I mean this kid what like eight like he looked like a lot older than they were portraying him he was like six or seven maybe I don't know six or seven year olds do not smash their face into food and eat it and snort like a pig or, I don't know, maybe I was more evolved by that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a very mature six or seven-year-old. I think the point of his character is that, like... To show you that little brothers suck. No, but I think the <laughs> entire movie about it is that you're... Basically, it's a narration of someone's life. And he's... It's like a flashback, basically. And I think, you know, when you're a little kid, like, a lot of things are different to you. Like You remember things as more exaggerated Grandiose. Than there you, I mean, that word kind of works too. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's, you kind of have to take any of these like life experiences that you're seeing like with a grain of salt. Cause he's telling him, 
as a perspective as an older person. But that is that is actually an interesting way to view the movie that I had not considered as like everything is cartoonish because this is his memories of his childhood yeah, and everything kid, is blown out of proportion. Everything is blown like everything is like disastrous. Like one thing can happen, and you're like this is gonna ruin my entire life. I mean that is an interesting artistic interpretation. I'm not sure that it makes me like the movie more, but like it is more interesting now. I think one of my favorite parts is because this is definitely. I feel like this has happened to everyone where like he, so Ralphie listens to um, a radio show and they send him a little thing, like a code breaker yeah. little thing. And he thinks he's going to like, he's like, I'm going to save the character. This is all me. I have to do this, you know, this whole thing. And like, <laughs> it turns out it's just, just a commercial for the show. Yeah. No, I mean, we've all been, oh, okay. So that, that, those were some of the parts that I liked of the movie. Like the things that it does very well are it, shows like how much like how much kids want something and can be forced to like kind of buy into a fad because of our capitalistic society so like how badly he wanted the rifle and then it was kind of like Everyone i mean he shot himself in the him. eye yeah. and then it was like and eh, you know whatever and then like how badly he wanted that code breaker like this is going to be the coolest thing ever and then it turns out it's like kind of lame when you get it and yeah. you feel like you were like led astray a little bit yeah and so like i think that it got that part of like Sometimes you build something up in childhood to be a lot cooler as a toy than it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends up disappointing you. And, and I think it did capture that feeling very well. Yeah, or also the part where he was like, oh, well, everyone else has been telling me to, the, I'll shoot my eye out. I'm just going to ask the big man himself, Santa. We're going to go see Santa and he's going to, he's going to, you know, be on my side. And it's like, of course, it's a mall Santa that is like so fed up with his job on Christmas Eve. Yeah. He just says, you'll shoot your eye out too. And he just like kicks him down a slide. I don't know why there was a slide there. To get the kids out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there's just like childhood disappointment. I think it portrays that very, very well in this movie. Were uh, you disappointed a lot as a child? Is this like a feeling you know well? I think like, you know, when you want something like a toy, like you want a toy so bad and you're like, my life will be so different if I have this toy. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be life changing. And like you get that toy and you play with it for maybe like a day and a half and you're like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like it just doesn't live up to your expectations and i think when you're a little kid your expectations are so huge because all you do is just watch tv and that's what's telling you like this product's really great yeah see like actually one of the ways that this movie is not realistic is that like if this were made today or maybe it was realistic for the time but if this were made today it would be like like this if this movie was set in 2020 and it was about like a kid really wanting cyberpunk and then they got it and it sucked. But then instead, they spent all day online abusing people for hating it. Like, <laughs> so, you think so he'd be like, like if Ralph, if this movie was in 2020, Ralphie would be like, it's actually great. It doesn't even hurt that bad when you shoot yourself. <laughs> Is that what you would think? Yeah, no, because people get so dug in on what they want. Like they can't admit when it sucks. It's kind of like, like, it's like the Zack Snyder fans and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. You want to get into that? Yeah. Yeah, I think when, like... It's like when something sucks, it's someone else's fault for not liking it. It's not because it actually sucks. Well, no, in the movie, he, he does shoot his eye out, but he doesn't say he hates the toy. He doesn't blame it on the toy. Yeah. 
He's just like, no, it was going to happen, but, you know, whatever. I still like my Well, toy. but he loses his enthusiasm for it a little bit. Like, he puts it inside. He never picks it up again yeah. throughout the movie. I like how he didn't tell his parents. He's like, no, I my eye got, like, hurt because an icicle dropped. Yeah, the, the stuff about, like, childhood excuses and things like that, I did think were very realistic in terms of, like, really stupid, like, coming up with the really stupid reasons for alternate reasons for something happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, like... You know, it actually like that not being the reason. Like, and your parents was being like, well, whatever, I can't prove it. Or like the teacher when, you know, the kid licked the pole, they're like, well, she's like, well, the guilt is going to be enough. And the, as a kid, you're sitting there, you're like, ha sucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't feel guilty at all. <laughs> um, what did you think about the parents? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really like them that Really? Because yeah. I feel like the dad is like one of my favorite characters ever. The, the dad was funnier than the mom. The oh, yeah. Mom no, mom was of, annoying. Yeah, the mom kind of annoyed No, the dad was hilarious. He's like... He's like constant stream of curses and <laughs> yeah. like addiction to turkey and like he really was a cartoon version of a dad. Yeah, but it was it was hilarious So he has this ongoing fight with the neighbor's dogs and he just fucking hates them so much yeah. or he like always wants to fix the furnace and it's, yeah. just, it, it's just everything's just like falling apart. But he's like, no, 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 I'll fix it or later. Or like everyone has like their parents have fought over some stupid collectible at some point. Throughout yeah. Their ch- or some stupid thing that one of them wants that the other one doesn't. Usually it's something the dad wants. Yeah. Um, and so in this case, it was the Fragili lamp. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lamp that was a leg that he won in a, like a bowling contest, I think. Or was it the crossword? I thought it was for completing the crossword. I don't know. It was some, yeah. some, it doesn't, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. But he like puts it out in the window and like the wife is trying to like go. She's like mortified. Yeah, she is. She's like, no, no, no. Why don't we just turn it off? We're going to waste electricity. She's like, no, 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 no. I want the whole neighborhood to see this. And he's just like, doesn't get that like, this is just like an obscene kind of thing. He doesn't care because he won it, you know? Yeah. That's such a dead thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Was there any parts that you, like, absolutely didn't like? The little brother, I hated him. Okay. He, the whole movie, every single scene he was in, he annoyed me. I think the one scene that was kind of like, was the ending scene when they had to go get... Uh, that did not age well. No, it didn't. They had to go get um, uh, dinner at the Chinese restaurant because everything, obviously, I mean, that's the joke also that... You know, the that's Chinese. the place that's open. But I mean, honestly, a lot of times they are. They open. are open. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the uh, waiters are singing uh, "Deck the Halls," but they're it's like in a very racist. Well, they're they're basically they are pronouncing their L's as R's yeah. as the stereotype Instead goes. Instead of "fa la la la." Yeah, you don't have to repeat it. You but know what I'm talking like about. Like it, uh, you, you know, is a Christmas story canceled? Uh, I think debatably. It's canceled. So. I, I honestly, you could probably... I, you know what? I bet they don't show that scene when they show this on TV now. You think? Yeah, I bet they cut that. I bet that's cut from the TV edit. Mm, I don't know. I think I've definitely seen that that part on TV. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but I mean like today. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. It's like how Home Alone cut out Donald Trump from Home Alone 2 for the TV version. Yeah, but they've always cut that out. I know, but I just wanted to rile people up. <laughs> um, did you know that there's a sequel to this movie? Oh, God, really? Yeah, it's called A Summer Story. Oh, I thought it was going to be A Christmas Story 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I honestly, I don't think that movie was supposed to be good anyways. I don't even think the original actors are in it. I don't know. Uh, but I, I remember... Is it like with Larry the Cable Guy? Like, is this like a like a Jingle All the Way 2 situation? No, like, God, no. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think this movie still holds up. But, it's okay. I, it wouldn't be at the top of my list to, like, show my kids, but... What would be at the top of your list? 
Uh, probably Jingle All the Way. Probably honestly. Hubie Halloween. Yeah, he, well, Hubie. I mean, that goes without saying. <laughs> Hubie Halloween top, Kiki all the way at the bottom. No, you're below just not going to show everything. him Kiki. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. Uh, like, that no, would be Kiki. like that would be like the like you know if you go to a library, there's like the banned book section or whatever. Like that would be in there in our house. They'd be like, "What's this? Locked behind a cage?" And I'm like, "You can't watch it." <laughs> They'll ask about that movie, and you're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist in my mind. <laughs> That'll be the greatest prank I play on our kids, other than their entire childhood, telling them that a spoon is a fork and a fork is a spoon, so that one time they go over to their friend's house and get really confused. That's fucked up. I'm planning to do this. It's I'm gonna plan- be it's gonna be so funny. Well, I'm planning on not having kids with you. <laughs> Get my two time tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, and I mean, there was no other way a Christmas story podcast could end than that sentence. True. Um. I mean, honestly, it, it was okay. I just like as someone who did not grow up with it, like I see why people have nostalgia for it. But for me, I just think that there are better Christmas movies now. But do you understand a lot of like? iconic there's like a lot of iconic scenes and scenes yeah, from that movie and you're for like, sure. okay now I for geely it must be french <laughs> exactly yeah um you'll shoot your eye out so that concludes our holiday journey through nostalgia yeah it, uh, our christmas adventure yeah our christmas story <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i've had a good time we got that i really these episodes really got me in the Christmas spirit, even though 2020 has been an entire shit show. And I didn't honestly think I was going to get into Christmas or holiday spirit. Yeah, so. no, this, these movies helped and watching them with you helped. And, yeah. you know, getting the feedback from our audience that they're enjoying them. Like, we appreciate all the tweets. And I know Mia doesn't always reply, but I always try to. Um, and, like, I personally appreciate all of you and want to wish you, no matter what, I know we only watch Christmas story, uh, Christmas movies, but that's just because that's what, like, we've seen the most and that's what they're the most movies of and i didn't want to watch eight crazy nights because i'm sick of adam sandler well we're gonna next year eight crazy nights that's (laughs) happening and uh but either way like we appreciate everyone who listened and we appreciate all the feedback and if you could give us a five-star review on apple podcasts or uh spotify or wherever you know you can do spotify Uh, maybe not i don't know Okay. I don't know how this works, but I just know rev- five-star reviews, good. So just do that wherever you just do listen Just tweet out to us, five-star reviews. Yeah, just everyone tweeted us five stars if you listen to the episode. Um, and then for our next movie, Mia actually had one in mind. I did? I knew you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's finish up this year and then maybe we could start up next year. Yeah, so we are not going to even tease what the next episode will be because... It'll just be a surprise, I guess. It'll be a surprise. Um, so a yeah. Christmas surprise in January, probably by that point. So you can find us on Spotify, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever wherever else. Podcast Addict is the app that I personally use. It's okay. great for Android. Okay, well that too. And uh, everyone, have a safe and merry holiday, and hopefully nothing bad happens. Yeah. Please. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho.